Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. You ever feel like you just know what's going to happen? Like, you know who's going to win a game, or you know what Apple is going to launch, or you know what, I don't know, Bitcoin is going to trade for. And, and you just say, I know I'm right, but I don't just want to be a guy yapping on Twitter and talk about it. I want to find a way to just get rewarded, to actually put a little bit of money up so that I know that what I'm doing is not just yapping, but also get a prize, get money so that I know that what I'm doing actually has value and I'm not just trying to pat myself on the back. Well, John Vitti created an app called, in a game, and a platform called Versus. What it allows you to do is take a position and then they will match you up with someone who takes the opposite position and they'll tell you how much money you win by doing that. I have to say... I've had some issues with the app. I started telling John about it before. I wasn't sure if the business was as big as uh, as as I thought it was. He said, he gave me the numbers. It's actually bigger, he says. And so I want to understand how he got here. I want to be open about my challenges. And more importantly, I want to find out how he evolved as an entrepreneur uh, who had a few failed businesses and then had a couple of successful ones and, and learn from them. So this interview where we do all that is sponsored by two phenomenal sponsors. The first is HostGator. If you need a website hosted, go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. The second, if you want to actually start to turn your business, turn your content business into a membership business where you get to charge your audience and have a direct relationship with them, I'm going to tell you later why you should go to memberful.com slash Mixergy. First, John, good to have you here. Andrew, thank you for having me. It's a luxury. I can't wait to get into it all. All right. I'm going to be open with you. Here's the part that I love. Let's do it. The part that I love is it feels very much like TikTok. I open up the app and I see somebody looking at the screen very clearly saying, here's what I think is going to happen. And mm -hmm. it could be someone who says, I think Bitcoin's going to be trading for $40,000 by Monday. Or actually, what's today? Today's Wednesday by Thursday. I love that it was that immediate. <laughs> it was a bunch of people commenting about who's going to win some kind of sporting something or other. And I didn't give a rat's ass because I can't follow it. I love that I said, I don't know, should I pay money to experiment with this or not? And before I knew it, there was Apple Pay up on the screen. It's only five freaking bucks. So I said, okay, it's only five bucks. And the money was paid and I was able to move on. Here's the part where it was a little bit challenging for me. And it made me think maybe John's just like getting on Mixergy too early. Maybe there's not a thing here. Number one, when I downloaded the app, there are 47 reviews on the app store, the iPhone app store. And a couple of them were, were negative already. Number two, I wasn't betting dollars. I was betting C. What is a C? Um, but apparently I bet 100 of these Cs and I win 170 Cs if I'm right. I'm yapping too much. Number three, I didn't even realize at first that it was me betting because it, I thought it was two different people who were betting because my name on the platform is like XYQRS, like some random set of letters. Mm. So they're clearly UX issues. Right. That's actually Apple. We're kind of, that's out of our hands. If you sign up with Apple, they have this weird funky code that we're trying to like hack a solution to. Well, can't you just say afterwards, now that you've logged in, what username do you want? <clears throat> um, Apple has this weird thing and I'm not too deep into that okay. piece because we just launched, speaking of the 47 reviews, we just launched with Apple. We launched on Android first and then everyone's like, laughed and was like, what about iOS? And we're like, all right. <clears throat> so, uh, but the majority of our players are playing on mobile web. And as you know, there's a big push for the younger generation uh, away from app stores mm -hmm. and they love the actual web again, the mobile web. But, but you know, when I go to versusgame.com, your site, it immediately tells me about the app store and the Google play store. So it oh, seems yeah, like we're trying to push that too. We just, uh, because we that's fairly new. Yeah. Android yeah. has 104 ratings and also three and change stars out of five. So it's still fairly new there too. Oh yeah. 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 If we've been around for 2.5 years. Um, the mo majority of the time, except for the last, you know, month or so has been on uh, mobile web. Uh, and we're, okay. we're pumped. Um, you know, there's <clears throat> the game itself is a prediction game where you get paid yep. if you're right. So we're letting people predict the outcome of culture. And that means different things to different people. And to what, how you do that is all in-game or in-app purchases. So just like you would buy coins in Fortnite, their virtual currency, mm -hmm. you're buying coins 
C. That's what the C was. It was coin. Yeah. So one coin is one penny. Okay. A hundred is a dollar. Yep. And so you put a dollar in on, let's say it's, let's say the question is Bieber versus Drake for, you the, know, it could be one it's uh sorry. I keep, I keep, I, no. it, it could be like, will Britney Spears get out from under her dad's thumb? Right. I, it can be, that would be a long game though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And I do love how the games are immediate. It's immediate yeah. that a lot of the people who are on there are bet, are saying, "Do you, what do you think will happen by Thursday?" Mm -hmm. And it's more immediate that as soon as I take a bet, I don't have to be told turn on your uh, your notifications because we're looking for somebody to take the opposite side of the bet. No, I found somebody of the op to take the opposite side of the bet within seconds. It's quick. There's a lot of people Very playing. Quick. We have 7.5 million people monthly active users playing this. How much revenue? I said to you, I doubt that you guys are really doing a million dollars. Maybe we misunderstood it. <laughs> you're smi you smiled at me the way you're smiling at me now. This like condescending Andrew, you don't even know how big this is. Look. No, which, no, 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 I don't. No, no, which is, no, which is legit. I am, we're, we're doing a lot, 70 million in, in revenue for this year. Meaning $70 million deposited in your account. Do you have to give that back to people Gross if they revenue. win? Gross revenue. Yeah. So Gross. then we share, we share some of that to the, the winners and we keep some of that. Uh, we're on like a average year over year growth rate of 491%. We're adding about 50, 60,000 new users per week. And I am super amazingly over the top grateful to be a part of this thing. A part of it. You one launched of those it. Things I did, but I'm just a part of it now. <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, it humbles you and it's taking off by itself. It's a natural thing. I have an idea. I want to share it. And now we infuse money in there and it, it's this perfectly designed loop. Like we're consuming so much content all day long. We naturally form opinions and predictions off that content. We can't stop. It's fun. It's that primal reptilian part of our brain. We're wired to do that. But when was the last time you were awarded for thinking this Cardi song is going to be a hit on Spotify or what's going to happen on Bachelorette? Probably zero times. So our mission is simple. Knowledge should be rewarded. And how is this not gambling? So legally, we're classified as skill-based gaming. So we don't follow the same rules as a DraftKings. We follow the same rules as skills that just went public for like 10 billion, like okay. a few months ago. So we don't need any gambling license or anything like that. All right. I promise this whole interview is not going to be a pain in the ass of me making you justify yourself and prove that you no, are who I'm, you are. I'm, but I'm on SEMrush. I'm doing traffic anal uh, analytics for versusgame.com. It says visits for May 2021 is 9.9 thousand. And mm -hmm. should I be going on a different domain to see all these users? Uh, we work. So all the data out there that we look at from SEMrush to Crunchbase and Matt, what was the other one? They always try to get me. They're always fishing. They're all similar. Wrong. They're yeah, all wrong. Even app Annie, they're all off. I talk to people and investors like, yo, it's all, all over the place. It's hard. Data is so dirty. Um, but yeah, we work with a lot of affiliates. So a lot of affiliate traffic. We live inside of other people's apps and games and websites and uh, blogs and radio stations and all that kind of stuff. And so we're there. You play inside of their experience as well. So do most people play on versusgame.com? Do they play in the app or do they play on somebody else's platform and app? Most it's getting more towards, you know, the website and the app. And we came out at first when we launched this thing is that we want to, we want to be a natural extension of what you're already doing, enhance what you're doing. <clears throat> so most people play in other people's experiences. Okay. I think, I, I think I've got where you are. How much net comes to you from all this? Enough. Is, is it, is it profitable, profitable at this point? You are. We are profitable. Yeah. We're net profitable. So after we, pay out everybody and everything and all the employees and AWS and all that, wow. we are actually adding a little money to our bank account. You took funding from the Winklev Winklevoss twins? Uh-huh. So that tells me that there's some kind of crypto angle on this because those two are, are ahead with that, ahead of the game, right? Uh, they are ahead of the game. They're amazing people. And uh, you can play crypto games right now, uh, but there's going to be more... Um, uh, um, you know, extensions into crypto soon. What do you mean by play crypto games? <clears throat> so like you said, I think you mentioned, uh, yeah. if you're, you're on the site, you can see if Dogecoin or Bitcoin is going to be doing this by this day, by Thursday, 
those are like you can just play questions about crypto. So you actually don't have to own crypto. Yes. You know, Bitcoin to, to make money off of Bitcoin. Yeah, there are quite a few people who uh, who are betting on that. And I like the simplicity of it. Yeah, like I think it's cool and a little crazy and outdated that my bank account is attached to the market, the free market, the people in Wall Street, right? That's cool, but kind of weird. So I think my I would rather have my bank account be attached to just my own knowledge, right? So I had my butthole super clenched and it still is because of Bitcoin and what I'm involved in Bitcoin too, you know, buying it, but then I'm still making money off of it <clears throat> positive and versus game, which is cool because it's just me. Oh, you're saying it stinks that whether your whether your asset, which is Bitcoin or the S and P five hundred, if you invested in that, goes up and down, not based on how hard you worked or how smart you were, but about what the market is doing and whether Elon Musk freaked it out. <laughs> exactly. That's it, oh, man. Exactly. Okay, and the vig seems to be what thirty percent. You guys take is it vig or I don't know what the right number, what the right word for it, but you take like thirty percent of each bet. It's a platform fee and platform it varies. <clears throat> All right. It's a, it's a killer freaking idea. The fact that you've got these people on board tells me that you've done your homework. Uh, probably you never know, but that you've done your homework on the gambling part. But if it's not for the gambling yeah. part, the execution, I'll tell you what's the best part of the execution. These freaking people who just come up on my screen. And I just scroll up and up and up like TikTok. I can't stop looking at these people who are just making stupid arguments for stuff that I want to show them they're wrong. It's Isn't just it really well done. Thank you. Yes. It's just normal behavior. We didn't invent anything. The people have been doing this since the beginning of time. We just created a fair and fun platform for the masses. We're trying to put real money in real people's pockets. How were you able to fund this in the beginning? In the beginning, it was you, your own money with one of the companies that you started before you earned it, right? That's right. Good memory. Yeah. So um, I, I started four companies before this. My first two failed miserably. It wouldn't change a thing. I learned a lot. My last two, I successfully exited. And then I put some of that money into this, uh, tried to do some iterations of it. I got smart enough to finally um, hire my, or bring on partner, uh, sorry, with my co-founder and CTO. Uh, and he really just took this to the next level on the, on, the, on the product side. What was the one that allowed you to fund this? Was, it, was the big one Merchant Atlas? Uh, yeah, that was the bigger one. What was Merchant Atlas or what is? It, uh, it was a B2B uh, SaaS uh, business. It was ma and machine learning. It was automating sales for people that had large sales teams mm -hmm. selling into the SMB space. So our clients were Microsoft, Facebook, Google, Yellow Pages, Yahoo. They had all these humans uh -huh. dialing for dollars, you know to say, here's a cellular website or an ad for like a hundred bucks to yep. like a pizza joint. And it was interruptive and didn't pencil out financially. And we came in <clears throat> and automated some of that. And sometimes all of it depends on what it was. Automated what? So it, one of the things that you told our producer was you learned at a previous, you know what? Why don't we go in chronological order? Because I feel like every part yes. of your life built on everything that came on before. And now you're at the best part of your life, right? This is the best that you've ever been. I'm living my best life for sure. Yeah. This really, yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, <laughs> is Bitcoin also up today? Is that also helping you I mean, feel better? I don't even fucking look at that right now. I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> What's the most you were down on Bitcoin? Um, or crypto in general? Crypto in general, because uh, Bitcoin is just one. Yeah, I would say I've been down not a lot, probably like 60. Um, 60,000. Yeah. Okay, not terrible. It's... No, I don't fuck around too much with Bitcoin. No, where's your money mostly? Uh, real estate. Real estate, what type? Uh, uh, rental properties, condos, duplexes, quads, stuff like that. Wow, I never would have thought. All right, yeah. let's let's come back and understand it. I'm actually going to go all the way back. You started out scooping ice cream as a kid, and right away you said, "This is not my thing. I'm not going to be okay go, with a little let's bit." Let's go a little bit beyond. Back, okay, back. further yeah. back. I want to give props where props is due. My where? parents were born and raised on a farm in Italy with no running water or electricity, um, and they came here on a boat. Immigrant story, and they had me in Boston. They were too lazy to come out to California at that point because it's definitely better out here. Um, yeah. But I owe it all to them. I, and I, because of them, I've seen both sides of it. Um, and I'm extremely grateful and humble. And yeah, I went to school at the 
Uh, well, actually, I left home at the age of 17, went off my own. And before that, I was working. And yeah, you, you went off to do what? You're, so your dad was, you told our producer, your dad was a sharecropper. You realized that he was what? He was getting work and then getting laid off and then getting work and getting laid yeah, off. So that he was a farmer like uh, in, in Italy for trade, not for profit, mm -hmm. right? You have eggs, I have wheat, <clears throat> that kind of thing. That seems and horrible. It's really hard. Uh, yeah. I actually have a garden and chickens right now. I'm becoming more like my mom and dad every day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I love it. Um, yeah. And so uh, they came here and then I saw him, you know, get fired and laid off of job after job. And I was like, wow, I don't it really affected me as, at a young age. I did not want to have my livelihood and my everything be dependent upon some other human that could just be like, no, we're done with you right now, whatever. Yeah. I saw that growing up and I was like, whoa. <clears throat> so I wanted to go and figure it out. And all I could do at that time was scoop ice cream. Uh, you know, at, at first, that was my first job. I looked at the check and I was like, after two weeks, and I was like, holy shit, this is not a lot. I got fired from there because I ate all the ice cream. I was like a little chubby kid and I fucking love ice cream. Who Literally doesn't? fat kid or chubby? Like, like chubby, okay. you know, but you can chubby shame me. I'm all good with that. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh my God, this is ice cream. And you put me in front of like an ice cream shop. Yeah. And like, game over. So I got fired from that. Then I went to go work at a grocery store and I got fired because I was drinking the chocolate milk. Um, and then I went to work at a bakery and uh, another grocery store. And I was like, man, I'm just not me. I just did not want to work in a place where there's food. Because I'll just <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that. Of course, that's the theme. Uh-huh. I'm Italian. This is what we do, you know? Um, so yeah. And then I came out here the day after I graduated university, like literally the day after one-way ticket with a red duffel bag, a little gym bag. I had had nothing. So I came out here, fell in love with California. I stayed and I jumped into a company called Proofpoint. Wait, before we do that, what'd you come into California for? Wait, this is 17 years old, not after you graduated university, no, but after, after high school. university and now I came to California. Okay, so 17, you leave, you go to university, you're done with university, then you come to California, is that right? Yeah, I was 17 in high school, and then I eventually went to I went to college, Okay, whatever, 18, right? And then I graduated normal years, I was 21, and I flew okay. out here. And then you said, I've got to get into what? What was it that got you fired up about California? <clears throat> oh, uh, anything... But, but I don't mean to be mean, but anything but Boston excited me about California. Uh, got it. I just had okay. to get out. As a kid, when you live in that kind of an environment with that family and with no money and like you didn't have anything. And I just, you know, the family's tough. We're immigrants. Like mm -hmm. there's no, there's no like. Hugs your dad speak stuff. English? Well, uh, I mean. No, my parents did not really speak that much. Yeah, that's such a challenge when your parents don't speak the language. Okay. And so I was like, you know, what? I want to get the fuck out of Dodge. So okay. I really worked my ass off to do that. And, and it, I figured it out. And so I got out here. I just was like, wanted to go the other way. And so I was in California. I loved it. Um, I, I got lucky because I loved California right away as my first stop and last stop. All right. You start a pasta company as the first thing that you launch. Why pasta well, my, this company? Is not, this, is, this is after my first, my first and only corporate job. Okay. Tell me about the corporate job. Uh, it was a company called Proofpoint. And it was an anti-spam company, tech company. And I did well there. I won all the spiffs. I was in sales, BD marketing type of stuff. And I had an, e I was young. I was dumb. I had an ego and I thought I could do things better and differently. So I was like, fuck it. I'm out. And I bounced. I dipped out and I struck out on my own, right? I went off my own and I started four companies before this. Two of them failed. Two of them, I successfully exited. The first one, of course, was food related. I couldn't get away. <laughs> it was pasta, but I didn't eat my own stuff. But I, so <clears throat> I was selling it, but I, I mean, I did taste it because I, I know I want to make sure it's good. I was selling it around to like, you know, uh, local grocery stores and restaurants and they loved it. But I found out quickly service versus product time versus impossible to scale. And so I was like, this isn't going to work out. I could not scale this thing with just me. Why did you think that pasta was the thing for you? You came, you went to work at a tech company. You saw how big tech companies can get. Why go back to pasta, which is an older market that's more competitive? Yeah, this is a good question because I don't care what I, I'm not, I'm not passionate about like a one thing. I'm passionate about creating stuff. Um, you'll see over like if I drew a chart. Mm -hmm. No, no, they all are directly tied, but very like indirectly 
kind of. So I had pasta making. Okay. And then I had a recruiting thing. Okay. Then I had a clothing company. Then this B2B SaaS hardcore technology automating sales. And then this, which is a prediction marketplace game. Yeah, way but it all different. ties in. I, I don't I can, see the tie-in, but yeah, let's go through the story and see yeah. if we could figure out the tie-in for ourselves. All right, the pasta company didn't work out because? Because I couldn't scale it. Because you couldn't scale it. And you also told our producer, you know what? I was actually living in a world where the Atkins diet and keto yeah, and all this was big, right? It me in the ass. And I was like, yeah. all right, timing's everything. <laughs> then so, I was like, all right, I, I, I had some friends that were recruiters, like tech recruiters. And I... They were working full time. I, I did this. I was like, let's let's do this. I'm down. They're like, all right, great. So I was doing it on a full time. They were on a part time. That didn't work out because of alignment of interests. Okay. They had a full time thing. They had different goals. They weren't like hustling as much. So I figured out quickly there. Again, I wouldn't change a thing of any of this stuff. People are the biggest asset you have. The most important thing. Okay. And if they're not working, <laughs> instead of saying those guys are jerks. You said, I have to value all people and only work with really good people. And that people that want, that have the same vision, the same drive, the same, same commitment, energy, the same frequency as me. Yeah. How, how, uh, what type of energy did you have? How hard were you working? What type of worker were you back then when you're talking about the, uh, the recruiting company? Oh man. Uh, I work eight days a week still. Still. And oh yeah. I, cause and, I love everything I've done. Uh huh. I, I loved it because I love learning. Like I learn how to fly a plane and ride a motorcycle and I, I make my own sausage and wine. Like I just okay. like to learn how to, how stuff works. And when you were doing recruiting, were you making a lot of the phone calls to companies or were you talking oh, yeah. to candidates? Everything. I was dialing for dollars everywhere. Okay. Yeah. And even without them, why didn't you continue? Why didn't you say, you know what? It's not right fit for you. I'm going to replace you. I'll continue with the recruiting business. At the end of the day, I didn't like a 17 way sale because you have to go sell the the candidate uh-huh. and then sometimes sell like the family. Cause there's a family affair. Ooh. You have to go sell all these different managers and HR and recruiting and HR people internally. And, and it was like, Oh my God, this is like, it, <laughs> it, it productized humans. And yeah. I was like, nah, I'm not really into it. It was right. fun to learn. That's why I figured learn how to, that's why I learned how to sell. Before we continue, why didn't you at this point feel like a failure? Why didn't you say, you know what? I remember mouthing off to my boss before saying I had all these bit brilliant ideas. They told me to sit down and look pretty. Maybe they were right. Maybe oh I God, don't have remember. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This is such a good question. Because well, how do you define failure? I guess the fact that it didn't work out, the fact that you aim for something, it, I have the sense that you weren't saying, hey, I'll sell some some bags of pasta and things will be good. I have a sense of you that you said, I'm going to work really hard because this is great. Everyone needs to know about this pasta. This could be everywhere. This could be the new pasta. Why is everyone eating Barillo, right? Super and so, passionate. and if it didn't work out, then why didn't you say, I'm not what I thought I was. I can't do what I thought I could do. Oh, beautiful question. Because Because of my childhood, and what I've learned in school, and I almost failed out of college, I think maybe twice. Um, failure for me was breakfast, seeing how my dad failed and what the whole history there and just my whole life of being like, no, you can't do this. No, you're an idiot or whatever. Failure was like, I'm onto something. They because said that to time, you. They said to you that you're a failure. Like you're who they said to oh, you yeah, that you I've can't do anything. Tell me, I've had people tell me about this company even back when I first <sighs> started. You don't look like us. You're not one of us. You didn't go to Stanford. And you're not like a white. Okay. They, they literally color. said that to you. A hundred thousand percent. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so, so and you're saying like, fuck that. And so now here we are. It's a little. What bit allows of, you to continue then? What allows you? When all these people said that this is not going to work out for you, that you're not, you're not one of us, you're going to fail out of school. What allows you to just keep feeling confident, optimistic, and ready to go? It's just my drive and personality. Um, I love learning. I I rarely, I think, so my dad calls me like testadosta, which means in Italian, it means thick headed. Like I'm stubborn, like a mule. Okay. So um, I have a thick skin, thick head, and I, I rarely listen to negative people. It doesn't hit my frequency. It bounces, it vibrates off. Can I, can I ask this? 
I wonder if also you're fueled by it because I was, I was, you are right. When I, when I challenged you before the interview started about how this stuff, uh, (laughs) what I saw uh, with a lot of guests, I have to then reassure them that I'm not here to push, to push them down. I'm here. I'm trying to keep them from like bolting because of that with you. You immediately put aside what you were doing. You face me and you're like, ah, this is good. And I sense that that instead of driving you down, it fuels you to some degree. It does. does. Of course, let's call it out. Yeah. And I love, I love that because again, it's how I learn. It's how I get better. If you get offended by this, you are in the wrong field. (laughs) All right. Let me take a moment to talk about my first sponsor. In fact, I'm going to ask you, John, imagine you're starting out and you have nothing except Andrew Warner said, my sponsor is HostGator. It only costs like, what, five bucks a month. I'm going to pay for a year of HostGator hosting, host whatever website you want. What would it be? No coding, no software. I just want to give you a website that you can start creating content. What would it be? What would the website be? Yeah. What would you be? What would you launch starting from scratch? Oh, a free school. A free school teaching? Teaching business, real business, not like reading a book about somebody who had an idea on a napkin and then they're on a yacht because it worked like real business. I think I would learn business from you. What would you teach? Uh, Everything from how to start a company, uh, from the team, the timing, how to interview, how to get the right players on board, how to network and get investor money in, how to launch it, how to fail, how to reiterate all that. And then if it's free, where are you going to make your money from this? From, from um, sponsorships, from people, from people like Google, that will want our employees because we're teaching them the real shit. Ah, got it. You're t- you're training people for jobs, but you're giving them the practical knowledge that they're not going to get in school. All right. Listen to me, people, whether it's that idea or anything else, when you're ready to launch a website, all you have to do is go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. And make it super easy. In fact, teaching is great. And the nice thing, John, about teaching today is there are a lot of people who are experts at something they do especially well. Maybe it's hiring, right? Maybe it's Maybe it's even just setting up a company. They would teach for free just to get exposure to the audience, just to get somebody to work with them and to help them organize their thoughts in a way that lets them teach. So it's a great idea for anyone out there listening to us. Take that idea, take one of your own, go get a website from HostGator, start publishing. And if you use my URL, I'll get credit and you will get the lowest price that HostGator makes available. It's hostgator.com slash Mixergy, hostgator.com slash Mixergy. All right. So then artificial flavor, the menswear, that's what did well for you? That was my first success. Is this artificial uh, flavor? I, I was looking it up. Oh boy. Did nice. I, did I find, is this one of yours? I can't see it. Uh, it's like a black than... jacket. Let me uh, see. Are these, are these, did you make go, shoes too? No. no, someone else is using the name artificial flavor. Okay. Oh, we sold it. Yeah. Okay. So it still lives. Uh, I don't know what they've Got uh, it. So maybe uh, this is their thing post you. What yeah. type of clothing did you make? What type of menswear? Men's contemporary sportswear. So it's stuff that like we're wearing all the way to underwear and jackets. And okay. we were in stores like Neiman's and Saks and Rolo and Kitson and Fred Siegel all over the world from Europe and Asia, Dubai, North America. Why did that one take off? Why did it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think we've um, found a niche uh, if I may be so bold and brazen, the real start of it was underwear because, you know, I was a young guy and having fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, all these other people's underwears are so great and fun. And I look at guys underwear and I was like, this is so boring. This is a long time ago now. And I was like, man, we got to compete. <clears throat> so I wanted to start a men's underwear thing to fill that niche. And then I turned into like loungy wear and like dressed up lounge wear um, and you know, underwear was a big business, like shop, you know, drop shop, a drop ship delivery, all that kind of stuff recently backed by VCs. Um, it was fun. It was me and three other guys and we hustled. We did everything in the beginning, like the design we, we outsourced the manufacturing to San Francisco. Uh, we took the boxes, we packaged them up, fulfilled the orders. We taped up the boxes. We put them to UPS, delivered it there. It was insane. How'd you get into stores? Do you have an example of a store that you got into that shows us how you did it? Uh, yeah. I mean, let's say uh, Fred Siegel in LA. Yeah. How'd you get the Fred Siegel? That is, I love the look of the store. I love the style of the people there. It's just phenomenal. A lot of people try to pitch them though. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, it's the, 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 the landscape was different. There was no fun, cool, sexy, fun 
hip men's underwear. Okay. So we slid right in. <clears throat> they were like, yeah, this is super cool. Um, yeah, look at this. All right. I finally found it. This dude right here is wearing your underwear. That's it. That's it. I right? love it. Yeah, the Wayback Machine. There you go. You know, like photo shoots that we've done. Oh my God, this is so funny. Yeah, I we found, had fashion shows. We're on I found runway. a press release that you sent out. Artificial Flavor LLC has announced the release of their debut line of men's underwear that caters to the fashion forward set of today's style conscious man. They're coming off a successful fashion show at San Francisco's Ruby Sky venue. Oh my God. Just bro, launched their e commerce website. Yeah, you tell me. You want to hear some shit? I, this is not the way I look then, but I look tired as shit now, but that I actually <clears throat> had to strap on the underwear and walk on the runway for thousands of people at Ruby sky to go and see, to showcase it with all Do the other abs, the like the models on your site a long time ago. You did. Oh, that's hard. All right. That yeah, sucked. It was terrible. Abs are a waste of time. <laughs> no, they're not. The payoff from this has been huge, Trust especially me, if you're in LA. It's a waste of time. It is. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you're saying that. I tried so hard to get them. I couldn't do it. Look at no. this. You had boy shorts, which were retro-styled <laughs> mid-length hipsters that have con that have contrast trim at the Dude, leg this opening. So this is great. This, this is, is crazy. Funny. Did you write that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the thing took off. Um and then what'd you do? You sold yeah, it for we had how shipping much? Shipping all over, manufacturing. We had contain like like containers going across the oceans and all that kind of stuff. It was cool. We, that was acquired. And I was like four years doing that. <clears throat> that was really hard business. That was the hardest business I've ever been involved with to date. You know what? Uh, I remember I interviewed the founder of Saks Underwear, one of the first guests that I had on. He did really well with it, but he said that it was murder to even just get underwear right because with a t-shirt, if the seam is off you're going to be okay. He had, I think it was a scene that was off and boy, did he hurt people. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a living, breathing product and you're in multiple seasons. You're thinking about a season ahead while you're, you're thinking about two seasons ahead while you're delivering the future season. Cause you have to be in stores before mm. the season hits. Then you're also doing re uh, deliveries and re-ups on the current season and also the last season. So you're trying to predict the future while you're and planning it while you're working in the past and present. Plus, if you're late, if one of those containers is late, because there's weather in the open ocean, Macy's, Siemens, Saks, they'll discount you. It sucks. Even like one day late, or we'll, we'll discount would... you like 50, 15%. Wow. Yeah. All right. How well did that do on the exit? That was about a single for me. Okay. Yep. And did you do anything to celebrate, take off one of the eight days of the week? Uh, I jumped right. I No, I jumped right, right away. Oh, I love, cause I was like, Oh, I had this idea. I was cooking this idea already. Okay. I've been cooking versus game for the past 15, 16 years. I just had the balls and the wherewithal to do it. You know, people have tried this. I don't know why it didn't work for them in the past, but people oh, have no. tried this type of thing before and it hasn't worked before. All right, but let's continue. You told our producer while you were at artificial flavor, you started noticing that there would be these salespeople coming in from like the yellow pages. Who knew the yellow pages was still a thing going into local stores, just like you were. And you said, this is not the way that they should be selling. What did you yeah. see that they were selling and what were they doing wrong? They, I was also a local merchant too, because people, there was, I had a, a brand, right? Ah, but to you too. So yeah, I was living in those stores too. And so they were sell. It was interruptive sales, out of out of the blue. And it was like, hey, sell. Here's a website. Here's an ad. Here's whatever. Right. Meaning they would come in and say, buy my buy website for your business. You need one. They would come in, or mm -hmm. call them on the phone. And it was very interruptive. And the the the, the owners were always like, or the buyers, I was like, oh my god, right? Okay. And like noticing this, and I felt it too. I saw it and I felt it, experienced it. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I had some sales experience now for my last jobs, right? Mm -hmm. And now as a local merchant experiencing that, I was like, you know what? I think there's a better way. <clears throat> so hence the birth of um, the last company before this, um, where we start, I was like, you know what? Let's go and automate this. And let's, let's create, let's bridge, let's bridge the gap and create a better ecosystem for everyone involved because it's a nightmare right now. What's the better version? How are you, how are you envisioning making it better? Um, the, the vision was to automate it. That was the, that was the number, the name of the game, how automate the that. sales calls that go out, the emails that go out, uh, automate the sales process. We tried to simulate, emulate, and create a better sales experience by doing all the research up front, <clears throat> by coming up with a little menu of what we think you should buy. 
And instead of this sounds pedestrian, perhaps, but people hate phone calls, we emailed instead. And we had a beautifully designed drip campaign. Um, And then people would, some of them, we would get them to be a lead and pass it off to a human if the sale was too complex at a, a, a Microsoft or a Yahoo. And then if it was sale was simple, it would close the sale because you just buy it right there from the email. And so what you were doing was reselling ads on search engines, reselling yellow pages, et cetera. We took whatever client we had, whatever sales products they had, and we would resell it on their behalf or kick it over to their sales team. How many salespeople did you have at your height? Salespeople for us? Yeah. Or yeah, did you have salespeople? You just had automation, no salespeople at all making calls? Yeah, we had automation, no salespeople. We had BD people that were partnering up, like getting clients like Microsoft, Google, Yellow Pages, Yahoo, stuff like that. Got it. Got it. It was mostly like, it seems like it's it's sets of email campaigns, find, scrape databases, get email, got it, message over, update. And that's But remember, this is a long, it sounds normal, but this is a long time ago now. When is this, 2013? I don't remember. I I sold this like seven something years ago. Oh, you sold it seven years ago. All right. Okay. So that was like a double for me. When you say double for you, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, not millions for you. Uh, I'm talking, you know, I was able to take two years off and get into real estate. Okay. I got it. How'd you get, uh, how'd you get into real estate? Oh, I bought my own property uh, first and then I um, talked to some people and I was like, I noticing what my neighbors were doing. And then I was like, well, my place is appreciating. And I found out I discovered free money and it's a beautiful thing. Meaning your place is appreciating. So you take another mortgage, use that money and go put a down payment. Yeah. So if your place makes a couple hundred thousand dollars, that's free money. I didn't spend money to do that really. And so then I take that few hundred thousand dollars, buy another place with that. And then that place appreciates and you do it over and over again. You take that and you buy two. You take those and buy four. You take that and buy eight, you know. Where'd you do it? Where? Yeah, Southern California. Uh, I'm in San Francisco, by the way. I live in SS. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, me too. You, you oh, can you do, do it here in the Bay Area? Yeah, I'm in Noe still. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, so all over the country now. Really? And you can manage this stuff remotely? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't do anything really. I just have p- the people that manage it, yeah. Oh, you know what? Your course should not be just about business. How about if you have a second site on real estate? I think it should be about money. It should be just about money. Anything that people need to know about money. It encompasses all that, you know? All right. Before we get into verses, I should do my second ad. And the second ad is for Memberful. Imagine this, John. Imagine if you say, you know what? Instead of me making money from advertising from Google, I'm going to offer free classes. But if people want the more interaction maybe with our teachers, they need a membership or I'm going to have one free class, but if they want the next level, the next level, we're going to, we're going to charge for it. Or maybe it's like email is going to be the part that we charge for because our best stuff comes by email or a podcast where it's a lot free in some parts uh, we charge for. Well, if you want to do that, you need software that'll help you do it. And memberful is a software for you, John. And for anyone who's, li- no, not for you. You got, you got your hands full with, with verses. All right. For you and whoever's listening to us, if you want software that'll do it right, go to memberful.com slash Mixergy. When you use that URL, they'll let you try their software for free. Once you try it, once you get it, even if you don't use it today, people, you'll see what's possible. Maybe a year from now, you go, Andrew told me about this thing. I tried it out. It makes sense for me. This is great. And you'll launch that business that that needs this, that will grow for you. All right, here it is. It's memberful.com slash Mixergy. It's a Patreon company. They bought the business because they love it. It's memberful.com slash Mixergy. All right. You took two years off. You'd finally decide to get into verses. What's the first step you take to launch this thing? Um, oh man. Uh, the first step was taking the idea and putting it on paper and outsourcing it to some engineers overseas to go build a terribly shitty poop website and experience. And then from there, iterated, iterated, and got some people to play like friends, family, you know, um, seven degrees, right. Separation. And then I finally got smart enough to, uh, rope in, uh, my co-founder in CTO. And, uh, I knew him cause he was a client of mine. He was the senior VP of engineering and data at the time. Yellow pages, who was our client. Okay. 
And before that, he was at Amazon and Yahoo. So all about data and marketplaces, which at our core, that's what we are with a game veneer because we want to appeal to the masses and put real money in real people's pockets. So um, he came on board and just tore it apart after he laughed and made it a much better uh, thing and <clears throat> made it better. And then we made it better and better and just iterated it. And the first discovery was, wow, we cannot scale when we cure human curate content, AKA a game. Cause we have to look oh. at what's trending. You were creating games in the beginning. You were saying, here's a thing that people might want to bet on. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court's about to announce something next week. Whatever. Yeah. We're going to list that on. Ah, oh, got it. Yeah. And, then, and now you need what, to get two people. Uh -huh. Yeah. What's important for you here in SF might be different than what's important in Boston or Miami, right? Yeah. So how could you make it relevant to everybody? So like that couldn't scale. So we developed because of my last company and Vicious, what he was doing at Data and I was doing ML. We created this patent pending machine learning technology that created all these games in an automated process without humans. <clears throat> so that was going great. And then one of our investors, Roblox, was like, build a self. Because what happened was we started working with celebrities and some big brands and they loved it because they were making a mailbox money, but just by asking a prediction question. What do you mean they're making mailbox money? Making free money. Like oh. money, money or while you're sleeping. Because just by just putting up a contest and then see- Asking a question, people go and play and you just look at it, you're like, ding, 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 you're making And you money. were giving them a percentage of every sale, of every uh, bet that was coming up. Every prediction, yeah. What's <clears> an example a of a celebrity? Sorry, I keep saying bet. Um, what's, I sometimes say that even about the stock market. So I- no, <laughs> By I the way, it. you're 100% correct because all, that's all a game. They're all just games. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I know that like, language could be could be a little touchy with this because of the regulation. But so what's an example of a celebrity who put up a game on, on the platform on Versus? Uh, like Shaq, T-Mac uh, for the athletes, Amanda Cerny. You know, now it's many, a lot of different people now, but that in the beginning, it was like that. And then they were like, let's do more like Fat Joe, right? Let's okay. do more. And then so we couldn't serve them fast enough the way they wanted. So Roblox was like, slap me in the face and said, just build a self-serve model and get out of your own way. So we did that. And that was the second big inflection point for us. That's when things started taking off again uh, in a major way, because now people, anybody can go on and create their own games, host it, and then get a cut of, of their, that who's ever playing that game from their friends. So they basically are, all what happened was all these content creators and influencers are constantly complaining. I can't monetize on snap or on TikTok or whatever without ads. And now for the first time ever, you can directly monetize your content, and your audience without ads in a fun, natural way with verses. And is there a celebrity a I can see now? Stream, sorry. Is there a celebrity I should go and look for right now? Oh, there's, yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, we work with a lot of different people, um, but you can look at Josh Richards, Jason Derulo, Kevin Hart. I don't know. Um, Josh Richard just came up right here. He's that's there you go. him right there. There you go. Recommended. All right. Give so him, I can give see him a follow. I'm going to follow. <clears throat> okay. Oh, and so just like on TikTok, where there's it's basically the TikTok design. Yeah, Will TikTok Bitcoin climb back to 36,000 by Saturday? That's his question. Yep. So then you can play. That's right a harder on. one. Some of these people were asking questions that were way too easy for me to, to answer. I hear you're, you have a big brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bitcoin drop. Oh, he's just doing a bunch of Bitcoin. No, who's weight? Who's weighing less at UFC main event? And it's him just doing a video, but I'm yeah, reading. They want to see his face. He is his brand. And Got now it. we have a whole new revenue stream for Josh. Okay. And his engagement usually goes up double because when's the last time you played a game against your favorite influencer or celebrity and they let you make money with them too? So Ooh. we're interactive media, whatever's going on in the universe. There's a question on it on verses and people get to play and have fun. Oh, that's interesting. So I could do something like, will, um, Oh, you know what? Like there's, there's this new social network that pays people essentially, um, uh, what's it called? BitClout, right? Uh, Where now, will Elon Musk join BitClout in the next week? I could go and post that. I say, no, he's not going to join. He's staying off this platform. If you disagree with me, now you have a way to bet. Or will he sue BitCloud? <laughs> sue BitCloud for using his name. Yeah, right, right, right. That. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. All right. You, did you do any paid uh, acquisition in the beginning or none? 
yeah, most of it's like, you know, yeah, we have some of that, you know, most of it's word of mouth type of stuff, but um, you know, affiliates and stuff like that. What's the first platform that you put your, your content on where people were able to actually take both sides? Well, versus is a platform. What do you mean? Yeah. But you said before that some of the action happens off of your app and off of your website. Where does it happen? Oh, oh. um, ESPN, Cumulus Radio. I mean, uh, games, weather apps. Um, so I could see in a weather app, some dude saying something about tomorrow's game and I could decide whether I want to join in or not. Uh, yeah. About tomorrow's weather. So it's relevant to what app you're on. Oh, right? got it. Got yeah. it. There's a lot of skill and science in weather. Yeah, that makes sense. And there are a lot of people with opinions about weather. Wow. All right. And so when you were pitching this to investors, I'm hearing some really impressive investors. Roblox, I didn't see them on Crunchbase. I saw uh, the Winklevoss twins. I saw, who was that one celebrity that I saw on there? Bryce, right? How'd you get all these investors? It seemed like you, you told the producer you had some challenges getting it, but it seems like you got some great people. Oh, in the beginning, it was challenging because I switched industries, right? Food. Oh, yeah. Recruiting, uh, consumer, tech, and now this is a game. So it's always a little different. Got it. And so it's like, what do you? What the hell do you know about this? This doesn't make yeah. sense. Okay, so it's that. Were Were there any concerns about the gambling aspect of this? Oh, sure, for sure. We how had did you reassure them? Oh, we spent a ton of money with all kinds of lawyers around the world. Uh, to architect this the right way in the beginning. So we're loud and proud now. Yeah, look at this uh, skills IPO. Yeah, I, I don't, I never even heard of skills. What's skills? It's a bill, $10 billion company. <clears throat> Went public through a SPAC, a marketplace platform for competition-based mobile games. Huh, all right. And so what was it that allowed you to, to persuade them? How did you get them to say, this makes sense? Well, just by looking at the facts and the law, uh, as far as that piece to check okay. that box off. And then what about the part of you not having any experience with, with data like this and marketplaces? Oh, it became uh, idea and traction at that point. And because they knew me from my last company, some of them I've had investors from the last one. So they're okay. like, oh, I believe in you, John. So let's do it. And they referred me to other people that were more relevant for me. All right. Winklevoss Capital. I said in the beginning, they're crypto, right? These are the Bitcoin billionaires from the book. They're what did awesome. you do to get them on board? I hung out with them two weeks ago in Miami. Yeah? <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I got referred to them by another investor. And yeah, we just kind of fell in love. They're awesome. They're so sharp. Such kind people. Yeah. You know what? Did You re- You don't seem like you'd be into this book. The book uh, Bitcoin Billionaires by what's his name? It's so, he's that guy's such a good author. He's the guy who wrote the the book that the that became the network. What is it? Uh, Bitcoin billionaires. He basically left the Winklevoss twins as the evil like the evil losers from the Facebook uh, story, and then he comes back and he goes, you know what? I along with the rest of the world totally underestimated them. It seems like they're way smarter than we realize, and they actually might be better and more ethical for the world than than Facebook. Ben oh, yeah. Mesrick, such a good book, man! What a good book. What's his name? Ben Mesrick. He's written a bunch of great books. <clears throat> I'll check it out. Uh, What's the name of the book? It's called Bitcoin Billionaires: A True Story of Genius, Betrayal, and Redemption. Nice. You want yeah, to know not... what book? What book I'm reading right now? Yeah. What are you reading? <clears throat> I think everyone should read this in my school. Our school. Oh, I like it. Yes. Oh, Sapiens. I keep getting referred to that book. Oh, you gotta read it. I think it I should have stuck with it. I stuck. I listened to a couple of uh, minutes on Audible, and I should have just stuck with it. Considering uh, you, you love it, it and so many other. You know what else yeah. is amazing? If cool. you're into what? this, is um, uh, Prisoners of Geography. Oh my God! It's, Why? What it, is it? It's just amazing. It's to tell. It basically sums up all history and it helps you predict the future of why certain <laughs> countries and continents are superpowers, why no one will ever touch certain places, why other places are always in trouble. <clears throat> it's just a, a, a complete historical guide. And, uh, but, but from a, ec- from an economic macroeconomic political economic framework. Prisoners of, prisoners of geography, 10 maps that explain everything about the world by Tim Marshall 
it is, oh, it's book one of four. Yeah, I think, yeah, something like that. It was uh, awesome. Wow. I see, but each one covers a different topic. It's not like it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not like four books to get that no, one. It's one book. Out. Yeah. One, one book on its own. The reviews on it are out of this world. It's so good. I was buying wow. it for everybody. I know. All right. This is fan freaking tastic. If we look forward 10 years from now, where do you see this? Where do you see versus? I think it, I hope, I think it's going to be a household name. I hope to have everyone on it and having fun and enjoying it. And we can make people some money. You know, I would just want to do more of the same. Can I, I can change my name on this, right? So I'm going to change my username to uh, Andrew. What's a good bet for me to put on here? I could just talk into this and then do I have to take a side of the bet? No, you're just the host. You asked the question. All right. I'm going to make my username into Andrew Warner. You got to follow me. Give me, I don't have that many followers. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very cool or popular. So. Oh, and it's got that Apple private ID. That's what I use for everybody. And you then took the first part of my email address and made it into the temporary username instead of having me come up with one. Got it. And that's why that happened. All right. What's a good thing for me to, to, um, by the way, you can't, not anybody can go and host the game. We have to, you have to get approved because oh, got it. Involved. I can't just create it. You can't, you can hit. So what you need to do is hit that create button. Yes. Uh, at the bottom middle. Uh-huh. And then we'll, ver- we'll go through the process and verify you and I'll fast track you because now I know you. So got it. So I want to create by hosting game. Uh, all right. Apply to be a host. Okay. You know what I, yeah. you know what I would do on this? All I want to do is just before Apple's big announcements, I want to <clears> take a side on that. I don't know why. Do it. But I, I feel like they're not going to give us what we want. And I want some satisfaction. Yeah. Let's win. Will Apple so, allow me to put on my beloved iPad actual Mac apps? I'm going to bet no. So that when it doesn't happen, I'm going to feel a little bit better about the world. I'm going to play your game. <laughs> Take the other side of it. Yeah. All right. John Vitti, thanks so much for being on here. The site is versusgame.com. And then of course, it's going to take you into the app store. I, I recommend that the first thing you do is change your username to something that makes sense. And the second thing is look for me and, and take up one of my games. And then do, do I get this back in money? I just made two bets. Do I get US dollars back? Yeah. And I can take them into my bank account. Absolutely. You can buy real stuff with it. Dude, this is going to be so freaking addictive. Oh, wow. All right. Thanks for being on here. Bye, everyone.